When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington, joined today by Christine Kim, research analyst at Galaxy Digital for a conversation about all things Ethereum. Christine, welcome back to Real Vision Crypto. Thank you for having me, Ash. It's a pleasure to have you here, Christine. You're one of our favorite guests, especially on Ethereum, to do a big picture walkthrough of everything that's happening right now. Obviously, a lot of stuff happening in the space, the merge coming up, uh, this recent crisis with staked ETH, and some significant price action. Uh, we're having this conversation here uh, on June 17th, 2022. Uh, Ethereum trading below $1,100, uh, coming down substantially off the 52-week high uh, of just under 5,000. Christine, a lot of moving parts. How do you think big picture about where we are right now? You know, I think it's a really rough time out there right now in the markets. Um, but overall, I think during bear markets, it's where most of the building, the best building gets done for the space. And I think there's still quite a lot of momentum when it comes to um, developments around Ethereum's transition to proof of stake, uh, continued research going into um, different solutions for improving Ethereum scalability. I think all of those um, areas of development will continue um, despite, you know, the broader uh, market downturn. And hopefully this will also wash out a lot of the uh, perhaps more hype or more, perhaps more the applications and definitely the projects that, um, you know, didn't have strong fundamentals um, and rather will help grow the resilience of the other projects that are left and can survive through this time of uh, significant market downturn. It's not, it's, yeah, it's still not fun though. I mean, I, I too have been very shocked by just the amount of volatility that's, that we've seen over the past week. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in terms of price, the context for where we are and why we're seeing uh, this volatility and gyrations. But give us a sense about the utility of where we are. You mentioned this idea of building. Uh, give us a sense of the state of play of where Ethereum is today, uh, what the challenges are, and what's being done to address them. Yeah. So a big area of building and what's on the forefront of core developers' minds, at least right now, is the merge upgrade. The merge is Ethereum's transition to proof of stake. And um, there's quite a lot of testing that has gone into making sure that this upgrade goes smoothly on Ethereum. And one of the latest developments has been um, Ethereum developers deciding to delay the difficulty bomb on Ethereum, which just gives developers a bit more breathing room to make sure that the upgrade um, can happen. And truly, I think that, um, again, like in the midst of all this, this market fluctuation, developers are continuing to keep their heads down and work 
and focus primarily on, on making sure that this merge happens. And now they've got an additional amount of coordination and some amount of work happening to delay the difficulty bomb. And that comes uh, later this month, around June 29th, I think is the date that developers have set. Um, so yeah, quite a lot of, of developing happening, a lot of coding, a lot of testing um, in that area. Yeah, you know, this is obviously a space where there's constant upgrades, constant changes, but this is a significant upgrade, a major upgrade, arguably the largest upgrade we've ever seen uh, in Ethereum in terms of functionality. Give us a sense of, of the context for that and why this is so important and why so many eyes are on the Ethereum space. That's a great question and there's so many answers to, to it. I think one of the, the main ones is that this has been the longest awaited upgrade in Ethereum's history. So when Ethereum was first launching in 2015, um, the transition to proof of stake was anticipated to hit in 2016. Um, and to that, to that effect, developers even created a mechanism called the difficulty bomb to make sure that developers actually stick to that timeline. And now developers have delayed that difficulty bomb five times now. Um, what so is the difficulty bomb for people who aren't familiar with this concept? The difficulty bomb is a mechanism on Ethereum that makes mining blocks on Ethereum harder. So making the chain progress, um, be able to validate new transactions, um, basically continue to increase the digital ledger and extend the digital ledger that is Ethereum. Um, the, the difficulty around doing that for miners continues to, to get exponentially more hard um, through this mechanism. So once the bomb goes off, every 100,000 blocks, you're seeing like a, a force increase in, in the difficulty around mining. Right. Um, but as I understand it, the distinction here between the Bitcoin difficulty adjustment, which is dynamic based on the number of nodes on the network, uh, this is just an increasing ratchet uh, of difficulty uh, and computational power on the proof of work side prior to the transition to proof of stake. Right. And, it, and this should, number one, encourage developers to transition to a proof of stake network so that uh, once the difficulty bomb activates, uh, they no longer have to rely on proof of work mining at all, or miners and the, or miners or um, the the process of trying to create blocks through expending a large amount of computational energy. Um, but the other impact that the bomb has is that once developers have moved the entire network over to a new consensus protocol, then the any any. Uh, malicious actors that try and continue to extend the proof of work version of Ethereum will face a, a certain amount of, of difficulty. They'll have to execute a hard fork, which is a system-wide um, backwards incompatible upgrade um, to, to diffuse that bomb long-term. Um, so for all those reasons, back in 2015, developers really thought that this was a good idea. Uh, but again, um, because so many other, um, so many other activities and trends, and just the vast amount of adoption that Ethereum has gotten, and the difficulty of what Ethereum developers are trying to do by swapping out the consensus protocol of the network. Um, right. This upgrade has been delayed for the past seven years. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why the merge and Ethereum's transition to proof of stake is so important and it's also so highly anticipated uh, just because of how long the history of this upgrade has been um, and and just how 
for how long developers have been promising that promising its users and its investors and all its stakeholders that proof of stake is coming. And now I think finally developers are, are um, going, are very confident that, that this transition will finally happen um, later this year um, in the fall. Yeah, so a lot of complexity, a lot of moving parts. One of the metaphors we often hear for swapping out a consensus mechanism for a protocol that is that is working and working at scale uh, is swapping the engines on a jet airplane while cruising at 50,000 feet. How do you assess, Christine, the overall level of threat to the ecosystem, the overall level of risk with regard to the merge, uh, and what some of the potential negative consequences might be if things do not go flawlessly as planned? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, the the merge itself really is the most difficult and the most complex um, upgrade in Ethereum's history. And and to give a little background of what exactly happens at the merge right now, Ethereum already has a proof of stake network known as the Beacon Chain. Um, this is also sometimes called the consensus layer of Ethereum, and that operates independently of the current Ethereum blockchain, which is running on a proof of work consensus protocol. So both networks are currently, um, they're, they currently have money staked on these networks, real users, uh, real stakeholders, and what the merge does is it fuses those two blockchains together so that those two blockchains are communicating um, the activities going on on both ends. So there needs to be a communication layer, which is called the engine API. There needs to be a hard fork activated on the Ethereum uh, proof of work blockchain. And there also needs to be a hard fork activated on the proof of stake blockchain. So there's quite a lot going on right. with the merge upgrade. So basically um, you have and, these two yeah. systems running in parallel. You've got the proof of work system, which is the, the current uh, model of Ethereum, so to speak. You've got Beacon Chain, the proof of stake system. As you say, this is running with real money, real users. This isn't just a test net. This is actually happening today. And so what you have to do is figure out some way to merge these two independent chains together uh, in a way that allows them to work seamlessly and it allows the volume to transfer over from the proof of work system onto the proof of stake system. Exactly. Um, that's, that's exactly it. And one of the vulnerabilities or attack vectors that could happen when these two blockchains upgrade to the merge is let's just say you know a miner with a minority of hash power a minority of total computational energy on the blockchain um, mines a version of that ethereum proof of work blockchain much faster than the rest of the chain and if you enact the merge upgrade through a block height so a block number reaching a certain block number threshold, then the proof of stake blockchain that's continuing to listen to the proof of work blockchain for that number to be hit in order to activate the merge upgrade on their side could, you know, what, the, what could happen is they could mistakenly see the minority chain, the chain right. that reached that block height faster as, you know, the canonical chain of Ethereum and then merge with that malicious chain. And so because developers had recognize that this is actually an attack vector for the upgrade and they do not want um, you know, the proof of stake beacon chain to be merging with any malicious versions of Ethereum's proof of work blockchain, uh, they decided to, to 
change for the first time ever how a hard fork is enacted on Ethereum. And this time they're going to do it through total terminal difficulty, TTD, which if you've been following along with merge testing, maybe you've heard around a lot. But TTD is basically a threshold for, again, mining difficulty, the total mining difficulty of the network. This is not something that can be easily changed on Ethereum unless you own a majority of hash power on right. Ethereum. And at that point, if you do already own a majority of hash power on the network, you could probably do a lot of more crazy attacks. So this kind of threshold is a lot more difficult to game. And I think this is a really good example of how developers are making sure that the merge upgrade is resilient through all the testing and the analysis that they're doing um, about the network. And just very recently, um, through the Robston hard fork, developers realized that the total hash power on Robston is significantly smaller than Ethereum. And hence, there was malicious actors that made the TTD, that made Robston's TTD hit far more quickly than they had anticipated. And so now they're going to change the process for the merge uh, by introducing a TTD override feature, um, basically a TTD value that's communicated to users and node operators um, in advance, just a couple days at maximum of a couple weeks uh, before the merge um, should happen. So, um, so truly, I think, I think I'm very confident, given the amount of testing and the amount of thought process that I've been tracking um, for the past couple months, that um, you know, these kinds of vulnerabilities are um, being are being addressed. However, very recently I was at a, I was moderating a panel on the merge with, um, with Preston Van Loon, who's a Ethereum core developer, um, yep. Joe Lubin and Danny Osario and Preston. Two of the three have been here on Real Vision with us. Oh, really? Okay. That's great. Is it Preston who's been here before? Yep. And Joe. Lubin. Okay. Amazing. So, so Preston, um, Danny is also great. Um, she's mm -hmm. amazing, but also <laughs> Preston. We'll have to get her on. Yes, you 100% should. Um, she's very in the know about like Ethereum community and, and community sentiment. But um, Preston had talked about on the panel, you know, if something catastrophic happens, it's likely that the community will have to rally around, um, will have to rally around uh, reversing the upgrade. And that this can't happen. There's no, there's no like mechanism on Ethereum that, allows you to rewind hard forks. So when the merge happens, and if it is that something, you know, catastrophically wrong, something, something doesn't work, um, and Ethereum needs to revert back to a proof of work blockchain, um, this requires basically decentralized consensus from the Ethereum community, similar to the decentralized consensus that we saw during the 2016 DAO um, hard fork, when um, a very large decentralized application on Ethereum got hacked, user funds were stolen, um, and essentially what developers did was they redistributed the funds from that hack uh, back to users, but in order to do that, they needed to to hard fork the network and, and basically recreate a new version of the, of the Ethereum chain. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.